everybody, welcome to another episode of Classes of Mail. My name is Alan Gigax, and today we are going to talk about staying organized while you are out on the route. Being organized is critical to your success as a letter carrier, and it takes time to be organized. It takes time to get your truck all set up and to get your mail set up. But these are things that are going to wind up saving you time in the long run. The minutes that you spend getting yourself organized make delivery easier, they make cleanup easier, and they lead to fewer mistakes out on the route. Because if you can predict what's going to come up next, if your mail is running in a reliable way, you're a lot less likely to make mistakes. You're still probably going to make some mistakes. I know I sure do. But at least it helps to keep it to a minimum. So, I have some strategies that I use to stay organized while I'm out on the route, and I want to share those with you today. Organization starts in the office. When you are casing, above all, casing has to be accurate. If you go super fast, but your mail goes everywhere, that is not going to help you when you are out on the street. If you're a little bit slower and you're accurate, again, this is something that's going to pay for itself in the long run once you're out there on the street. So when you're casing, you have to make sure that you pay attention to small details like suite numbers, apartment numbers, sub-addresses, or cells that have multiple addresses in them. So if you deliver to a route that has more addresses than you have cells, you're going to have cells that share an address, and you need to make sure that you put the the mail for the first cell the mail for the first address on the left side of that cell and the mail for the second address on the right side of that cell so that as you go along, you hit that first address first before you deliver any of the second address's mail. If you've been casing for a while, you're probably already familiar with this. Another thing that I'll do is what's called pyramiding my mail where I put my larger pieces like my flats on the bottom and my letters on the top or my flats to the right, my letters to the left so that as I'm delivering the mail, I go from small to large, and I know that big piece is going to be the back, and that helps me to make sure that I'm getting all the mail for that address. It also makes it easier to pull the mail out of the case. If you're putting in to a large cell like a cluster box or an apartment bank, and you have small pieces hiding under the big pieces, then when you go to pull everything out, those little pieces get left behind. So it does take an extra second here or there to pyramid my mail, but to me it's worth it. When you are casing your spurs or when you're training your spurs, you want to set yourself up for success. You want to set them up in the way that you're going to deliver them. So for example, if you have some pills that are going to need a signature and you're casing them into a cluster box, if you know whether that those pills get delivered to a house before you get to the cluster box, you can case that up in front of the cluster box. If you know that those pills are going to come to go to a house that you're going to pass after you leave the cluster box, case those pills up behind the cluster box. Those little things that set you up for success save time out on the street, and that's the idea. When I have items that are scannable, like I have scannable flats, I make sure that I case those at the front of the cell. <clears throat> Because I don't want to miss them. So that's one that I will do in violation of my pyramiding rule. Or certainly if I have certified letters, I case those in the front. Because again, I don't want to miss them. I don't want them to get lost in the shuffle. When I get to that address, I want that to be the first thing I see. Additionally, at your case, you may have vacation holds. Uh, Some places keep their holds in a centralized area. Some of them keep them at the case. 
But regardless of where they are, you should make your holds very easy to read and easy to add to. So I'll put my holds in a half tray or in a bucket, and then on the paper that says that there's a vacation hold, I write the address nice and big in a marker so that I can read it from a mile away. And I put very clearly the date that it's going to end. These little things that I do to make myself more organized and to make it easier on myself make me less likely to forget to bring that mail out the day that the hold finally ends. I make it easy to see and hard to miss. Then when it's time to pull down, of course, you're going to pull down according to the way you plan to deliver. So your rubber bands should be used according to the way that mail is actually going to get delivered. If it all gets clumped together in delivery, then you're going to rubber band it all together. And that means that it's okay to rubber band separate streets together if they get delivered together or multiple CBUs. Maybe you have three cluster boxes that are all next to each other and you deliver them all at the same time. So when you're pulling down, just pull down all three cluster boxes and rubber band them all. These little things set you up for success out on the street. Next, it's time to load your truck, and you're going to load your truck for how you deliver it. So if you work out of the front of the truck, if you do mounted delivery or, or a bunch of small stops, then, of course, you want to put as much stuff as possible at the front of the truck. I know I have this problem of if that mail is out of sight, it's out of mind. And so I really need as much as possible up front with me so that I don't forget about it. I am definitely the kind of carrier who will drive back to the station, go to unload my truck, and say, oh, dude, there's still a parcel back here. So I'll talk about my strategy for that in just a minute. If you are delivering to, maybe you have just three big apartment complexes on your route, and it's all centralized delivery, maybe you don't use the front of the truck at all. Whatever you you need to set yourself up, you know, that's how you're going to load the truck. And then with your parcels going into the truck, you can use that load truck feature to put your parcels in exact delivery order. When you do that load truck, not only does it tell you section one, section five, section six, it also tells you this goes to stop number 271 and this goes to stop 203. So if I'm on an unfamiliar route, when I load those parcels, I'm going to put that exact stop number on the parcel so that I can put it in exact delivery order so that I know I'm going to deliver this parcel, then that parcel, then that parcel, and so on. And then when I put them in the truck, I put them, I place them so that the address is facing me so that when I go to get stuff out of the back of the truck, I can see the address or I can see the stop number that I've written on there. Or if I have to turn the parcel in a way that I can't see the address, then I'm going to take my marker and write it on the side that I can see to make it easier to find what I'm going to do next. Again, this is just a thing that takes a couple of seconds and it saves you headache on the back end when you're actually out delivering it. With your buckets in the truck, the buckets, if to the extent possible, should always go in the same place. It pays off to have this routine where you always know where stuff is so that you're not sitting there confused like, well, where do I put these? Where do I put that? And if you don't have your own route, if you're bouncing around a lot like a CCA or a T6 or something like that, then you want to try to have a more robust system that is transferable from route to route or from truck to truck because you don't always know what you're going to be driving each day. So, for example, when I'm in an LLV on my own route, I actually close that sliding door and I have everything up front with me. And so under my tray... Uh, next to my seat, I will have, or 
under the tray in the forwardmost position closest to the engine, I will have a bucket that I use for my outgoing mail. And then in the middle under the tray, I will have the bucket that I use for trash. And then in the back under the tray, I will have the bucket that I use for my Yuba, my undeliverable bulk business mail. I always make sure that my Yubum and my green mail are kept separate because heaven forbid a piece of green mail accidentally falls into the Yubum bucket, it looks just like everything else. And it's almost impossible to find it again after that. You know, it does not stand out at all. And that's that's bitten me before when I was a new PTF and I was delivering on a business route. And one day I come into the station and my supervisor is holding up this letter. And he says, hey, Gigax, can you tell what this is? And from across the station, I could tell, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a check. And he says, yeah, that's right. And here, hold it up to the light. You can see how much it's for. So I hold it up to the light and I could see right through the envelope that this check is for $40,000. And he says, yeah, guess where I found this? In your Yubum bucket. Because back when I was brand new, my Yubum bucket and my green mail bucket, my outgoing, were right next to each other. So I went to dump some letters into the green mail. One of the pieces fell over into the Yubum, and then the problem is it looks just like everything else when it's in there. So now I keep my trash in between, and if something falls into the trash, if a letter falls in there, it's really obvious. It doesn't look like anything else in there. So that's what I do to set that stuff up. All right. Once you're out on the street, organization is a continuous process. So I might have up front, I've got my trays of DPS, which I put, by the way, all the way forward in the in the metal tray. I don't like that it's all called trays. We've got the you know soft trays for DPS, the plastic trays for residual, and then there's the metal tray that you set everything in in the front of the LLV. But oh well, I'll try to refer to it as the metal tray. So anyway, I put my DPS all the way forward in the metal tray, and I like putting it up there because it has a maximum height. I know how tall my DPS is always, and it's not going to block my my side view mirror. And then next to that, in the middle, I'll have my tray of residual, and then the third tray that I'll put up there is my tray of spurs. So as I'm delivering and those trays start to empty out, then I'm going to the back to get maybe my next bucket of spurs, which are all in order, by the way. And I'm going to bring that bucket up to the front and start filling in the back of my spur tray so that everything possible is up front with me all the time. Everything has to stay in order, obviously. So I also will put on the floor next to me as many parcels as I can fit because when they're next to me, I hopefully will remember them and will look like when I get out to do my parking loop, well, what parcels do I have? Or a cluster box, what parcels do I have? If they're in the back of the truck, I tend to forget about them. So let me tell you how I handle that. If I am, um, if I have a large parcel in the back of the truck that I'm not going to be able to bring up, up with me, what I'm going to do is find a letter in my DPS that goes to that address. If you know the route fairly well, it should be a, fairly, a reasonably quick process to find that address in your DPS. And then I stand that letter, just stand it up on its side. It sticks out. It's obvious. I can see the address. And then I know as I'm delivering, I'm getting closer and closer to that address. And once I get to that letter that's standing up, oh, I got to go in the back and get that parcel. It makes it a lot harder to forget that parcel. I have a similar problem when I'm doing park and loop. 
that I will have a parcel in my satchel. I could even have a heavy parcel in my satchel and I will walk that entire loop, get back to the truck and it's still sitting in my satchel. So what I have learned to do is to take a letter in my DPS that's going to that address and I flip it completely backward so that the blank side of the letter is facing me. And as I'm dealing out my DPS, as I walk up to a house, I see that backward letter and I say, oh, I got to reach into my bag and grab that parcel out. So that reminds me that I have that parcel there. I asked one of my fellow trainers at my station, hey man, what do you do to remember your parcels when you're out walking the route? Maybe he has a better strategy. And he goes, I just remember them. Though that does not work for me. I need a strategy. And it takes time to go through, find that letter, flip it backward. But honestly, compared to the time it takes to rerun a parcel because I forgot about it while I was out there, as far as I'm concerned, that is not a time-wasting practice because, you know, having to do it all over again, that's the time-wasting practice. So whatever it takes to remember that stuff, to not screw it up, that's what you're going to do. You're going to set yourself up for success. Also, when you're out delivering, you should make every effort to label your mailboxes clearly. So when I had an apartment complex, you know, we all, I presume it's this way all over the country. We use the same tray, uh, tags and sleeves that are at the end of your DPS tray. Those clear plastic sleeves with the sticker on the back and then the tray tags that you flip over and you can write on them. So that's what I use to label all my apartments. And I used color-coded markers to make everything easy to recognize. So I would write the apartment number in black, and it was always in the same corner. There's the apartment number down in the lower right. And then in the big space uh, up top, I would write the names for that apartment, the good names in blue, or if I didn't know the names, I would write all names, whatever. And then below the line to the left side, I would use red, and write my forwards, IF or FF for individual forward, family forward, and then write the name and write the expiration. And then as the forward expires, I will take that tag out and redo it with the forward no longer there and just with the names that are good. Of course, this takes time, but that's part of maintaining your route. That's something that you have to do to keep your route up to date. These are the things that you should be doing when management claims you have undertime. I don't have undertime. I got to relabel my boxes. I don't have undertime. I have to check my pink cards, my 3982s. There's a lot of stuff maintenance-wise that could be done when you allegedly have undertime. Even as simple as cleaning the truck. I've taken my truck a couple times now to a pay and spray car wash and I just empty everything out of the truck, open up all the doors and take that sprayer and I just go to town on the inside of my truck to get it all cleaned out. At least where I work, we don't have any kind of service that cleans the inside of the truck for us. So some of our trucks are disgusting and my truck is not like that. So anyway, the moral of the story here, sorry, I got a little sidetracked there, is Every minute that you spend getting organized and staying organized pays for itself as the day goes on. Being organized is not a time-wasting practice. So when you're out delivering, you're going to do your cleanup after every delivery while it's still fresh in your mind. So you walk back to the truck from that cluster box and you're going to put away all your attempted not knowns, your forwards, your DPS errors, whatever you have, you do it right then. 
Because the last thing you want is to have to figure it out twice. So you already know what it is right now. Just put it in its home and then you don't have to think about it ever again. And every piece of carrier endorsed mail should have a home. All my attempted not knowns go here. All my forwards go here. All my no such numbers go there. And whatever truck I'm in, that's where I put them every time. Unless I'm in a van, then I got to figure something else out. But there's an even better way, and it's what's called a sculch tray. S-C-U-L-C-H. Sculch tray. You should be able to get these from your supervisor. And they're divided. They're like half trays or maybe a little bit bigger than a half tray that have these dividers in them. And you can designate what each divider means. So this divider is going to be all my attempted not knowns. This divider is going to be all my forwards. This divider is going to be whatever it is you need. And those work really well. Uh, they're, they work great for keeping your stuff organized. So maybe sometimes you have this piece of mail that's undeliverable, but you can't immediately put it in its home. Like when I'm doing park and loop, I get to my fifth house and I have a piece of mail that's attempted not known. So I put it in my satchel. By the time I get back to the satchel, am I going to remember that it was attempted not known? Well, if the answer is no, or if the answer is maybe, I'm just going to take out my pen and write A-N-K on that letter. So that again, when I get back to the truck, it's not mystery mail. <sighs> it drives me nuts. All right. So anyway, Make sure you label all that stuff so, again, you don't have to figure it out twice. As you pick up outgoing mail, you want to organize that as well. So at my station, and I think it's this way around most of the country now, our outgoing parcels only have two categories, machinable and non-machinable. That's it. And the machine that it refers to is our parcel sorting machines. And essentially the division is if it will fully fit inside of a, a bucket, a tub, then it's machinable. If it's larger in any other any dimension, then it's non-machinable. So dividing parcels suddenly becomes very easy. And then the flats and letters all just go into the same, uh, you know, they go into the same place. They don't get separated anymore either. And so suddenly sorting outgoing mail is very easy. If you still have the old separations, it might be a little bit harder for you, but it's still achievable. You bring buckets, you bring bags, whatever it is you need in order to get that stuff organized. And you organize it as it comes into your truck. You're already handling it right then. There's no reason to stand there on the dock and have to handle it all a second time. In fact, where I work, I don't know if it's this way everywhere around the country, but I bring bags to my large pickups. And if I pick up a whole bunch of spurs or even any kind of machinable size parcel, after I scan it as prepaid acceptance, I drop it into a big bag. We have these big, sturdy plastic bags that you can use for your parcels. And then when I get back to the station, that whole bag just goes into the OTR. The folks down at the plant told me, yeah, absolutely, just throw the whole bag in, and then when it gets onto their conveyor, they'll just empty it, and it's no problem. Man, that makes it really easy to unload my truck at the end of the day. You might want to check and make sure that that's okay before you start doing that at your station. Uh, but I'll tell you what, around here saves us a ton of time. And, you know, as I scan that package, I just dump it right into that bag. And it's just that easy, right? I'm already having to handle it. Just put it where it goes right from the start. Then finally, we get back to the station and you're going to want to unload the truck into your hamper or into a U-card or whatever you use in a way that makes sense for the way you're going to deal with it when you get back into the station. 
make everything easy to put away in the order that you encounter it. And pro tip, everything comes out of the truck. In the academy, we teach that, quote, all mail and equipment, end quote, comes out of the truck. It's important to remember, guys, these are not your trucks. They do not belong to you. They do not belong to your route. They belong to the post office. And if you've been delivering for any amount of time, you know that it'll happen that one day you'll go out to check your truck in the morning and it's just not there. The maintenance people came and took your truck in the middle of the night or who knows what happened to it. But suddenly you don't have a truck. And if you left a bunch of your supplies on the truck, that's it. They're gone. And who knows when or if they're going to come back. Maybe your truck is finally going off to the shredder, to that big old steel industrial shredder where all these LOVs belong. And your sculpt tray is going to disappear right along with it. So everything comes out of the truck. All right. So anyway, once I unload the truck into my hamper, I make sure that all of my outgoing mail, my green mail, is on the top of the hamper. And, you know, on my way back in, the first thing I hit is the dock. And that's where I handle my outgoing mail, so that's on top of the hamper. Then once I go into the station, the first thing I see is the 3M case for my DPS errors. So I have that stuff all rubber banded, ready to go into the 3M case. Then the next thing is the forwards. Then the next thing is the carrier endorse track for all my attempted not knowns and things like that. And again, all of those things are rubber banded. So I've been all day long, I've been putting all my attempted not knowns in the same place. Now when it's time to clean up, I put all those attempted not knowns in a rubber band, bring them in, and then when I'm standing in front of that carrier endorse track, I just take off the rubber band, drop them all in the tray that says ANK. I cannot tell you how much it drives me nuts to see a carrier, an experienced carrier, standing in front of that carrier endorse track with a handful of mail and putting one piece at a time into that rack. And as he's doing it, he's looking at that mail, trying to remember why he didn't deliver it. Oh, I think this one's attempted not known. Oh, I think this one, this one must have been, ins- yeah, that's an insufficient address. Oh, this one, is that Ubum? And he's just standing like, that is a time-wasting practice. Oh my God, what a phenomenal waste of time. And that time is saved by just being organized out on the street. You already don't have to worry about it ever again. All right, so then when I, once I drop all those, then it's time to go back to my case and the remaining things that I have to clean up, my vacation holds, my Ubum, whatever it is that goes back to my case is, is what's remaining. And I push the hamper or the U-cart back to my case. Also an important note, if you're doing auxiliary assistance, you want to make sure you know what cleanup came off of that auxiliary assistance. I mean, if it's an attempted not known, who cares? It just goes into attempted not known. But maybe you've got vacation holds or special notice cards that you have to give back or something like that. So you need to make sure you keep track of that as well. And then you're back at your case. Everything goes nice and smooth. And, uh, you know, there is no standard for how long it's supposed to take you in the after, in the evening for your PM office time. Management likes to say, oh, you got to clear and go within five minutes or ten minutes or whatever baloney that they say. That's not true. It takes you however long it takes you, but management is watching for time-wasting practices. And so if you're standing in front of that carrier endorsed rack doing one piece at a time for 10 minutes, there's a decent chance you're going to get disciplined for that. So all of that stuff is solved by just staying organized when you're out on the route. All right, so that's it. From word go 
to the end of the day. It's organization all the way through. And if you do that, you're going to have smoother days. Your mail delivery is going to get easier. And as we touched on a little bit at the end of the episode, it also helps yet another way to make you discipline proof. Thanks for listening, guys. I will see you next time.